Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 63, with the one and only Julia Smokes. Cannot believe this is still happening. Uh, before we get into that, I need you guys to uh, check out the links below on the podcast, wherever you're listening to this or watching to this. Uh, below will be the links for all stuff ABJ, t-shirts, merchandise, ways to support the podcast, whether it be Patreon, donations, the whole nine. But also all the guests, my guest links are below as well. Uh, please make sure you go follow him on all social media. Make sure you go check out if you're on iTunes or, or Spotify and follow him and his music career as well, as well as his pro wrestling tees and grab some merchandise that's what we're all about here supporting the supporting the scene and supporting the people uh without further ado let me just get into my sponsorship here for svw guys it has finally happened in a whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling they said it can never be done but i have seen it with my own eyes suplex vintage wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans and located on fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south of south street in the heart of queen village their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one classic roof their selection includes classic designs from your favorite wrestlers from the golden age attitude era internationals indies and more and if you're tired of watching premium live events at home the svw hosts the best watch party since your friend kyle's birthday party when you were 12 i will be in attendance this saturday watching uh, night of champions or afternoon of champions it is ten dollars to get into the store to watch the thing they have food drink uh, if you spend anything over $100 this week or while you're at the store, you're entered in for another chance with your admission to win a uh, autographed ECW tag team title belt. So uh, if you come down and you want to watch the pay-per-view or the premium light event, come down if you're in the Philadelphia area and come support, see the shop. It's it's fucking sick. You'll love it. And if shirts and watch parties are not your thing, let's not forget their large selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, uh, and from their T-shirts and hats to rare wrestling memorabilia, they have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Go check them out on uh, suplex.svw on Instagram or on their website at suplex uh, suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your pro wrestling needs. Without further ado... Let me turn off that vibration. Everyone's going crazy right now, sharing the channel. I appreciate you guys all so much. Everyone's excited. Let's bring in the one, the only, Julius Smokes. What is up, my guy? That's exactly how I wanted this podcast to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julius, I I am so happy that you have you have done this and you have you have agreed to come do the podcast. Uh, we have worked now three times together, and I I got to be honest, every single time three, I get three. to work with you, One, two, it, is three. Abs- it is an absolute blast. You are you are a blast to be around. Um, same energy, bro. Um, I love it. You see it. It is what it is, and uh, I just go out there to make things happen, yo. Literally. <laughs> I love it. So we first met at Camp Leapfrog for uh, Killian Vision, and I just remember uh, I've never met you. I, I, I was, like, excited, and they said, you are you have one job today. You have to shoot one skit. It was the first time I ever shot a skit, but they said, you're a fan of this movie, and we need you to make this happen. It's your vision. Do what you got to do. But you need to shoot a replica skit for Friday. And it needs to be Julius is playing Debo and 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 he is sold bad marijuana by CC Boost and it breaks into a ECW style fight then after the skit. 
Straight and Looney Tunes. It was Banana. amazing. It was so. It was amazing. The best was yeah. you grabbing the cameraman and looking like you're great. You're punching him and then you fly in the air and you got knocked. It was all. It was amazing. Go check it out. High Tension Wrestling. Uh, Killian Vision. It's it's one of my favorite things I've ever done in professional wrestling. It involves you. And then I got to be a corner man with you with the current GCW heavyweight champion Masha Slamovich at CFU. I'm not selfish. I, I shared the spot like that night. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I shine I bright like that. I wasn't worrying about it. Let's yeah. go out there and make things happen. That was and so much fun. The nightmare. <laughs> she is amazing. And then Slamovich. we got to yeah, Slamovich. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to work again at the most recent one. Incredible talent. And, and you threw me through a light fixture. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you were in the moment. You grabbed me. You're like, how did she? I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give anything away. But you gave me a little bit of a push, and I took out a light fixture. It was hilarious. It was amazing. I wouldn't have traded for the world. <laughs> but, Julius, how did you fall in love with this crazy, crazy industry of professional wrestling? What's your earliest memory of falling in love with this business? Um, it's back in the days watching Black Jack Mulligan going against Rick Flair and Atlantic Wrestling, bro. Drew Crocker Promotions at that particular time. You know what I'm saying? I was living in Virginia, so I, I was blessed to see it, you know, not on YouTube, when it was coming on TV, actually. Yeah. So the fever and everything was there, the Carolinas, you know what I mean? I love it. It was amazing. And um, just watching the um, Steamboat Youngblood go against, um, at the time it was, um, what was it? Sergeant Slaughter going against, Sergeant Slaughter, Don Conodo, Going against um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh, Jay Youngblood, and this is that all pre WWE before the. This is still territory days. Yeah, NWA. Yep. That, it was like they first. Pay, it wasn't their first pay per view, but it was a year before their first pay per view. When I really got into it like that, it was heavy. Mm -hmm. Now, growing up, who were some? Who were some of your favorite people that you attached yourself to that you're that 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 you uh, really enjoyed watching? You already know, jump your dog, bro. Another one bite the dust. Ha! Another one bite the dust. Ha! Boom, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Iceman King Parsons. Um, world class championship wrestling. You know what I mean? Devon Eriks. Going against the Freebirds at that time. Come on, man. That was catching lightning and the thunder. You know, that was catching lightning in the bottle at that particular time, bro. It was amazing. Absolutely. It was a great time. You to know what I mean? Um, Watching the War Warriors, Ric Flair, the Full Horseman, and all that good stuff. But yeah, that's where it's at. So when did you the transition? Baby. I'm sorry, what's up? The Blueprints, baby. Yeah, yeah. So when did you transition from a fan to this is what I want to do? I want to be involved in this business. And how did you start that process? Probably like 95, 96 around a particular time. But I turned pro in 98. But um, I met this person, a lot of the time from the Urban Wrestling League. You know what I mean? And uh, we became friends. He had this um, this commercial on this uh, TV channel. They used to come on in, um, you know, Bronx Network. I mean, the Brooklyn Network at that particular time out there in, um, in Brooklyn. And the rest is history. I answered it. I went down there to the church. Pedro's. You know what I mean? Famous Pedro's Jim. And met Low Key, everybody down there, TOT, Homicide, L Low Life Louie, J Lover, 
The list goes on, baby. It's a bond right there for life. Let's go. I was just scrolling through YouTube and I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I'm that's probably the first thing I'm gonna do once I get off here. Um, Deshaun Pratt just wrestled homicide and he he was so ecstatic for that match. Uh, so I'm I'm excited. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? Great experience for him right there. Yeah. But we had to pull his britches down to give him a little spanking. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great so, dude, though, man. Great worker. Yeah, Deshaun. You go a lot of places, man. Humble dude. Yeah. Yeah, I love Deshaun Pratt. He's one of my favorite people in the business. Um, so what was that what was that school like? What was training like at that place with that laundry list of talent that, you know, at the time no one knew no one knew what you guys were all going to become or what you're all going to do for the business. So how was that journey of just like going through it, figuring it out and 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 coming up to those ranks? These young puppies. Oh, caterpillars ready to turn it on. Caterpillars ready to turn into butterflies, you know what I mean? Um, this formed a bond. It was almost like a football team or basketball team coming together, just dreaming to do bigger and better things and practicing our craft and knowing that what we wanted to do with it in the future. Even though at the time, the bigger guys, WWE was really promoting, that didn't stop our dream of doing, you know, to doing what we wanted to do. Even though we was only 5'9", 5'10". You know, at that time, Big Spring Man was in love. He was infatuated with the big guys at that time. He wasn't even looking at you unless you was like 6'4", 6'5", to get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. God bless Eddie Guerrero. Wow, Ray Mysterio and those guys, yo, they, they cracked the code, man, and showed everybody can work. Yeah. Well, I mean, ECW was a place where, I mean, they did have their big guys, but guys were able to go in there and showcase themselves. And then you had, you know, the emergence of ROH. ROH became the work work, the workhorse place. Like you didn't have to be six foot seven, 300 mm. pounds, solid muscle. You you could just Thank be you, Gabe McCarry. Yeah, Thank you, Gabe McCarry. That yeah. was an experience right there for me, man. I appreciate every moment of it. That moment into the person I am right now, yo, you know what I mean? Literally, man. So their early um success. Um, and humbled me in a lot of different ways because what I'm doing right now is just um, it's longevity. It's a roller coaster ride. And now, I always left up my name. Who did you say, say thank you to you earlier? What's good? Who were you saying thank you to earlier? Um, Gabe and uh, Carrie and those guys who was putting Carrie, me on. Okay. And Rob, the original so, owner. Yeah, so Carrie... Carrie, uh, I'll give you a little, I'll give the fans a little spoiler alert. Probably early next month, uh, not, not, not next month, July. Uh, Carrie Sokin's coming on the podcast. We're going to talk. Yo, love me. That's some a Carrie volcano Sokin. right there. You do. <laughs> that's lava right there. You're doing that's fire. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good look. Give him his flowers right now, bro. Absolutely. That's what he's we're talking good, about in life. Give him his flowers right now. I, I, I like I'm that. always fascinated with him for how humble he is and how amazing he is for the business and how he still goes to independent shows and support. And you have to think to yourself, like his era of ROH, 85 to 90% of them are all on TV right now. Like all of his generation of that is your Kevin Owens, your Sammy's, your Adam Cole. Like it, they're all like they're the top of the industry and they all came from that era of ROH. Yeah. Amazing. It is what it is, baby. Yeah. The, the, now, the, cream of the, crop, the cream of the crop always going to rise one day. And, um, yeah. it, you know, you see what they're doing out there. They're making it happen. Now, so it's you, my boy, too. Let's go, baby. Let's go. 
<laughs> Going to accept the homicide, low key. Everybody else is uh is beasting out there too and flying, baby. Everybody's in their own lane. That's what I like about this right now. Let's go. Yeah. The 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 industry is so much fun to be a part of, man, because the independent scene is booming. There's so many every weekend you go out, whether in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and you can find a banger match that's happened on any card anywhere with names that you just said. And then obviously you watch on TV, and there's two major companies to watch as as well as the, the the one major company reestablishing ROH and then you have Impact you have Willow Nightingale out there New York girl just win the New Japan Strong title independent wrestling is killing it for everyone and there's so much representation and there's so much going on when it comes to like federations running companies that like showcase people that wouldn't have had opportunities in the past like Jody C they feeding for that talent I mean basically it's amazing what you're seeing out there everybody's coming out the foxhole you know just coming out the pandemic and the pandemic and everything like that, and uh, everybody's eating right now. You know, just yeah. get in line because fans love wrestling until the day we die. It's just something about it. It's different from any other sport in the world. It's number yeah. one. Ichiban. Yeah, you, Ichiban. <laughs> so you wear a lot of hats when it comes to professional wrestling. Sometimes you get in there and mix it up. Sometimes you're outside screaming and and being the most entertaining entertaining person in the in the in the in the building. What do you prefer, prefer to do more? Do you like being the guy outside? Do you like being in, the, in between the ropes, beating, beating some ass? Where, where do you live uh, with, with your, uh, your, what you like to do? I like the whole spectrum of it. I like to be Jamie Foxx, a triple threat, commentate, manage, you know what I mean, and also wrestle periodically here and in, you know what I mean? So it's always a good thing that I could be on a card and be viable like that instead of being in a stagnant position. And uh, and also floors at that same level, you know what I mean? And just go out there and just make things happen. Um, I just be original, man. I don't try to be nobody but myself, bro. I've been in the mirror practicing this ever since I was in VA, thinking I was going to go against these guys. I never wanted to be like them. I wanted to go against them. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to bring my style, you know, to the table. There is no Literally. other person on this planet like Julius Smokes. Not even close. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> um so last time we hung out one of the things you were saying i don't know how much of it was serious or you were just having some fun but you were saying how come no one ribs each other anymore no one's no one's messing with each other at shows everyone's because everyone <laughs> goes and gets to work and they get so like for example the last show we were at we're running around trying to get production done i was helping with the production team trying to figure everything out making everything right you got your microphone you're singing the whole time you're having a blast you're doing your you have you're, you're having a party all in your own and everyone's watching yeah and there's not even a camera rolling there's not even people in the building you're just you're just being you and i love that but natural um, high baby but there you did pull a pretty nice rib on one of my content creator buddies uh bp bp burke um he it was his first time i think it was it was his first or second time ever doing sound for a wrestling show and then it, it was a cfu show i went to the south bronx did i smell fear I'm from the South Bronx. We be swear, when we smell fear, we got a snake on you real quick to see what that heart is all about. And play a rib. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so you went up to him and he had Mosh's music. And you said, yo, play this instead. And you gave him a completely different song. So Mosh, <laughs> you're you're all in gorilla. You're already doing your thing, screaming, because people see people hear you from gorilla before they see you. Masha's getting into Masha mode. She's she's turning into slam a bitch. She's gonna she's gonna fuck somebody up. And all of a sudden her music hits. And I'm standing behind him in gorilla, and she just turns 
and gives the Masha look and goes, that's not my music. And you look Ooh. dead at him and go, why'd you play that shit wrong? Forget about it, Masha. Let's get out of there. And you push her through the curtain. We, <laughs> we all go through the curtain to do like the, 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 cause I was with you guys that night. And I just remember coming back through at the end and he played Masha's right song at the end. And he's like, yo, Smokes told me to play it. And then he yelled at me for playing. I'm like, and then you're like, got him. <laughs> I love it. Ain't nothing oh like God. it, yo. We yeah, just having a great time. Moments. Yeah, it was We're so much fun. having a great time out there. And then you talk you know 76ers I mean? basketball with him for like two hours, he said. Well, not two hours, for like an hour. He said you guys were just talking basketball for a while. Wow. And that's kind of ironic you bring that up, that the big man didn't show up to the dance. The other guy showed up to the dance. He wanted the real MVP trophy. Yeah. To take him to the world right championships. Yeah. And that's the difference. I had my... I knew it was going to go all the way from the beginning. They had the best team, bro. Who's that? The Nuggets. Nuggets. NBA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I kind of want Jimmy Butler to win it. Mm. I like I like, I like Jimmy, I Jimmy Butler. Butler. Yeah, somebody said he looked like Michael Jordan in the there face. Is, I had to get him like two or three times. Like, huh? Okay, I see a little resemblance, but he don't play like him, but he has a heart like him, though. Yeah. Yeah, there is a little bit of a conspiracy theory going on right now that there, that there may be a connection there, but that's all it is. It's just conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> so what are, what are some of your favorite moments uh, being in this industry? Maybe some, some favorite matches or matches where you're out ringside with, with some of your favorite people. What are some moments that really stick out in your brain when it comes to some of the things you've done so far? Mm, I think the early ring of honor stuff with Coke Cabana and homicide. We was recently talking about this, at last Catalyst Wrestling Show, which was amazing, it's sellout. You know what I mean? Catalyst Wrestling is number one in, in New York City right now, literally. But anyway, um, that Cole Cabana match, that was a war. Literally, in every which way, I, I, I loved it. It portrayed what wrestling was all about on each side of the table. They brawl, they wrestle, and they told a story. And they, and they had a chance to do it for six months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then the climatic, um, everything came to a climax out in Chicago. And, um, you know, people now, do get lucky. Kind it was his hometown, you know what I mean? Home cooking. Home cooking, <laughs> Coke Cabana. We want a rematch, Coke. We love you, baby. Pulling back the curtain a little bit on that, because I, I don't, obviously, I've never experienced a bigger name company of an ROH or an AEW or WWE. But the independent scene, you know, I, I feel like sometimes in the independent scene, a good promoter and booker will have a vision, but they let the talent of the artists figure out how they're going to get that story across. So when you're saying you have, you know, Homicide and Coca Ben and yourself telling the story for six months, how much of that is being told from you from the back? And how much of that is that them trusting you as talent and saying, go out there and figure this out and, and make this work? It's a combination of both. I mean, um, both companies, I mean, both we was in the industry like for probably 10 years at that particular time. Gabe and them, they was fresh, they was new. Um, so it was a collaboration. You know, Gabe was the one, the straw that stirs the pot and made everything happen with the storylines and everything. He trusted us. And um he seen where it was going and he fed off the crowd. That's what, you know, that's what it's about right there. The crowd would never lie if they like what you're doing with the storylines or not. And uh, he kept up with it. And everybody had their own storylines going on. 
you know, that's what was amazing about uh, the Ring Honor at that time. Yeah. Uh, who who was who in that in that era? Who were some of the like who was the champion at that time? I think it was Samoa Joe. Joe, yeah. That I I I hope now that the streaming well, Austin Aries because Austin Aries beat him in two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Austin Aries a little bit after that. It was Daniel Bryanson. Danielson. Yeah. Danielson, yeah. The I, yeah. I, I really hope now that they have this streaming service deal and they have that back library, I hope that all goes into one place. All the AEW, all the ROH stuff kind of is more accessible for everybody because that's that's a library that people should be studying and watching and looking into. Scare money makes no money. Hide don't hide the vibe. Gotta show that history and know where we're going and know where we at right now, literally. So I like that yeah. they're doing that, have an opportunity to take advantage of the streaming apps, just like we do in the music industry. Same mm -hmm. flow. Yeah. So when you, you know watch, I mean? when you watch what's going on on TV now with ROH and AEW and, and, and uh, WWE, who are some of the people that stand out to you that you're like, man, I really like what they're doing, whether it be manager? Because now AEW has really brought back the managerial role that was kind of lacking in professional wrestling for a long time. So maybe some people outside the ring that you're really enjoying that are doing that role oh, are Nana. inside the ring. I'm going to put my boys over. Prince Nana is getting an opportunity to go out there to shine and rejuvenate his career. And doing what he loves to do. So uh right there, I like Prince Nana. Um the world champion. I like what he's doing because he came from MLW. What's his name? The MLW AEW. world champion? Yes. Oh, AEW. Uh the AEW uh MJF. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about him. Yeah. Um phenomenal on the mic. I like what he does. And um let me see. Not too many. I mean, I look at it for what it is, and I just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of great talent out there, y'all. Yeah. Really is. I and like Mad Kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. I work with him at Cold Project Cold Wrestling. That's a wrestling organization that TJ Mahoney was running at one, at one time. I think they're still doing shows. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent, phenomenal body. He just need the opportunity. His name is Mantis. Yeah. And um, and his boy, White, he does his thing with the bottle gimmick. So um, they was doing the Boxer Squad with me for a little while there. Yeah. Nikolai White. Nikolai okay. White. That's his name. Now, are you currently still under the MLW side of things? Contractual-wise, but I'm not being utilized at the particular time, so... We just on a hiatus, I see. But um, it is what it is, yo. You know what I mean? I came there. We saw came and conquer. Kone gave us an opportunity to win the World Tag Team Championships, and that's what we did. Then after that, we had an opportunity to go against the Von Erics. Yeah. As right I said, I, says, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed your work at MLW with LAX. Very yeah. fun and exciting. Everybody has their own personal uh, inspirations and aspirations in this in the industry. Remember, I grew up watching world class championship wrestling. Von Erics, me have opportunity. Oh my god, that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? And um, mm -hmm. moments to go to go against names like that to put yourself in history and to get recognized. It's like we had the opportunity and ring on to be, to be in the ring with Dusty Rhodes. It fought along Dusty Rhodes in a bunkhouse match. 
which was amazing. I will never forget that. Rest in peace, Stardust. You can't judge an apple by sitting. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know song. Look, looking out at the industry now on the independent scene, you're seeing a lot of amazing talent. Uh, who's somebody out there if you said, you know, I think they can use Julius Smokes in their corner and I think we can take over the world. Who would that person be? I like Sean Taylor's aggression. But if he had that ghetto aggression behind him, that intelligent hoolum, I could take that group where they need to be at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, that'd be and uh, um, Boombaye, he doing his thing. That's M-O-W. All the chocolate talent right there is hungry, bro. So I like to work with my brothers a little bit more. And I always work with my tan brothers. They brought me into the business. Latinos, baby. I respect that all day and every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know how we roll, baby. We in New York City. It's a melting pot here, man. <laughs> That's what I love about this place, man. If you got hate, you ain't going to eat here, bro. Yep. Get the hell out. Seriously. All nationalities are here, man. And we flowing. Yeah. All, all, only color I see is green. How did you get uh, linked up on the independent scene uh, uh, being the manager of, of Masha Slamovich? Um, wow. I was a situation that came out of nowhere, yo. We just uh, started working together at uh, Combat Sports Wrestling, right? I mean, what, combat, uh, combat Fox Unlimited. Combat Unlimited. Yep. Sorry about that. Combat Unlimited. Phenomenal production and women rules the world. I started working with Jesse Brooks, you know what I'm saying, um, years ago mm -hmm. with Chris Levins. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what gave me the opportunity right there. I don't hide the vibe. I'm, I'm going to call it like it is, yo. So thank you for the opportunity, bro. That's yeah, where it's yeah. at. He, he, uh, he did the same thing for me as well. I, w I, w I was brought into Camp Leafrog, and he, he, uh, he, he put me out there and put me in a lot of positions to excel in this industry. Thank you. Yeah. That's. Uh, and he never switched his energy up on me. Regardless what he was going through, I let him go through it because we all – our own man, you know what I mean? But at the yeah. same time, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to be real about it. That was the guy who brought me around all that. And um, I loved it. And I never turned back from it. I yeah. love working with the ladies. The ladies have a different aggression, a different yeah. hunger. I love that promotion. It's so much fun to watch. If you, have, <laughs> if you really haven't do. seen it, it's, it's literally, it's MMA, steel cage, pro wrestling, Pretty much, there is some few shows where they have a, a couple guy fights in there where you know two guys fight, but for the most part, it's an all female prom promotion. Um, and some of the co coolest fights and some of the coolest moments I've had has been watching that promotion shine. It's been it's been really good. Mm -hmm. And then her aggression matched with my charisma, uh, my ghettoism that I bring out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. Um, it was like peanut butter and jelly, man. With the nuts. Yeah, it was, I I <laughs> I have no Looney idea. Tunes. 
once again pulling back the curtain masha is is literally a stone because if you were if i was in the ring and i was trying to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet and i had you on the outside doing what you're doing i would break i would 100 percent <laughs> let's go yeah my favorite moment in the last show i hope the cameras caught it but you're standing at the door of the cage because so technically it's 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 mma you stay in one corner you stay in the other you don't play by those rules. You walk around the whole thing. You 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 take up whatever space you want when you're there. So you're standing at the door of the cage and just for some commentary is right behind you and you just are screaming at the cage, so focused on the cage and quick snap your head back and get right in the nose of commentary and go, "I'll blow your head off." <laughs> and scared <laughs> scared the shit out of him. Bro, I almost pissed myself. It was the funniest oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, you 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 came in with so many you had the microphone, you had the, the gun, you had a stack of money. You 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 had everything going on that show. Wow. Oh, are you talking about this right here? <laughs> I bear to carry toy arms. Toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I grew up in VA in North Carolina, man. We, we play with toys like that all the time. Toys. Yeah, toys. And have toys fun with it. Wow, imagination. But um, I'm deliciously profane. I'm going to mess with your anxiety for a quick minute and entertain that. Like Mike Tyson used to do when he used to come out there. He used to love to get scared by that guy, right? Yeah. Everybody used to love Mike, everybody used to love Mike Tyson to scare him. That's why he used to go to the show. It was a certain intensity anxiety he used to give you if you looked him dead in his eyes. You know what I mean? You, you definitely in, you would definitely induce that anxiety because especially in a day and age where we live in this industry, I got that for a lot. You have the to movie. be careful what you say. You don't give a shit. You <laughs> you will say whatever you want to say, and it just nobody cares. It's like, how do you tote that line of just like I'm gonna take you right there, but I'm not gonna cross it? Because I'm saying exactly what you probably want me to say. With no profanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? With no profanity. To spit it in a whole different way and spit it. You know, that's what it's about. Um, there's um, just being poetry emotion out there, not taking away from the match, adding to the match, and being an extension to the crowd, to the wrestler in there. That's the way I would react of somebody I liked that I was going for in the crowd. You know what I mean? To have, you know, that and I got their back. Like Bo Dillily had Muhammad Ali's back in his corner. You know what I mean? When when in your career did this like this character of the or this version of Julia Spokes finally come out? Because I feel like a lot of times some of the best people in this business is when they can really find themselves in their character and can turn it to eleven. But when they first get in the industry, they get put into a character or they try something and they go through those, those, those steps of like, this is what I want to do, but it's not working for me. I'm going to try this. And they go through those evolutions and changes. Were you always this character from the jump or when did you find yourself? And you're like, F it. This is what I'm rolling with. This is how I'm going to get into this. I think I found that niche after I started managing and also wrestling. You know what I mean? I think I had that charisma and uh, combination at the beginning uh, you know, John Shane from the from the Shane game, which I joined, who was my first manager at the doghouse. 
you know what I mean? But Papa Don and um, rest in peace, Ed. Rest in peace, baby. The solution. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just seen Papa Don wrestle a couple months ago. He's very amazing guy. He should be on TV. Always been TV ready. But you know, it's he clicky knows. out there. He's all about the right click. But he, he knows how to work a crowd, man. Phenomenal. Doghouse. We used to work out in Brooklyn where they told us that we couldn't, we was going to be nothing, but we were selling out a dojo gym at that time. Come on, bro. It was crazy. They had line coming to the doghouse so that people couldn't get in. So they would open up the gate for people to watch from the outside in the neighborhood. That's sick. 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002. It's insane. Yeah, Remarkable. I love I love when those crowds when they when they don't sit on their hands and they just get into what's happening in the in, in the performance and it's just it's just special when they do that. Um, well, let's shift gears here for, for a minute. Pro wrestling aside, I mean, you're you're killing the game, most entertaining guy out there. But also, you have another side of you with the music. So you are you also pr- perform music. So what I think I'm going to do now is while we talk about your music, I'm going to see how this sounds. You can play a little bit of music in the background while we're talking. So let's see let's see how. Take it down a little bit here, and we'll have play in the background. So wh- how did the music stuff come about? And when did you start this venue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Undukati. It makes my eyes bleed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love that. We'll vibe with it um, back here. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, we were basically the chilling with um, DJ Scott LaRock. Back in the days, he was on my block when I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Boogie Down Productions. And my sister, Melissa Smokes, she was also affiliated with Boogie Down Productions. You know what I mean? So when we came to New York City, we lived on Finley Avenue. So it was like, wow, just seeing these rappers and seeing um, MC Light, um, <laughs> everybody that was coming around. It was like, this is what I want to do. And uh, I just started making demos in Mitchell Projects with my boy, uh, DJ Dr. Shock. You know what I mean? He was down with the Force Some Ds. He was a DJ for them. You know what I mean? And um, I was making music with my cousin on Ducati. And the rest is history. We decided just doing it. Lost how, Boys how, to the Buddha. How, how, long, how long is it? Lost Boys? Yeah, we was originally, it was originally the Lost Boys. Oh, okay. And then we had a show. We had a um, some kind of talent show at Sweetwaters, like at 92, 93. And we was told that it was another group, a gangster group, you know what I mean? Some kind of, uh, that was uh, the Lost Boys. So we was about to come out. We was like, yo, we ain't worrying about that. We flexible. Didn't, didn't the Lost Boys make that song, Renee? The Lost yeah. Boys and Mr. Cheeks? Here's the honey. Yeah. Uh, here's the tune about this honey name, Renee, that I met when I love that song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's all about copywriting and everything like that. We didn't do that with the name. So we just switched names, our manager, and called ourselves the Buddha Heads. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. So you've been doing this, the music, as long as you've pretty much been doing the wrestling side of things. So you've been kind of coinciding with them the entire time. That's awesome. Straight out of high school. Straight out of high school, bro. I wasn't playing. Yeah. So I college opportunities. I got college letters from everywhere, bro. Washington State University. Um, scholarship from them, 
um Davidson, the one that, that um Curry went to. I didn't know that was a big college at the time, but when I got a cop bad letters from them, North Carolina, Virginia. But music and wrestling was in my heart at the time. So I was in New York. Just had to get to work. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Well, I, I told Julius <laughs> I'll try to keep him here for 45 minutes. I don't want to keep him too, too long. He has, a, he has a lot going on. He's a very, very busy man. So if anyone has any questions in the chat they want to ask Julius, Art, now is your chance. We'll, we'll give you a couple minutes here to get them ready and put them in because there is a little bit of delay between what they hear from us and by the time it gets to them in the chat. But uh, where, where are some, what are some shows you have coming up or some places that people can come see you very soon? Mm, well, you know Catalyst Wrestling is where I'm at. You know what I mean? Definitely got to go check them out. Um, July the 8th, we got a show at Chilo's. It's an outside, it's an outdoor event. It's usually sold out. It's amazing. They sell tacos, margaritas, everything, bro. It's amazing. I call that, that's my great American bash in my eyes. You know, <laughs> I'm old school. Yeah, yeah. That's my bash on the beach in New York City right there. So those guys come out and see that. Then I got a guy. Then I got a show on July the eighth. Hold on, July the on twenty fourth. I'm trying to pull that up right now. It's a new promotion. It's called Loud. Loud. Um. Yeah, Grim Reefer. He's a promoter and booker at that organization, and it just came out. I'm gonna pull up well, the predictions right now. Real, real quick, uh, special. I'm looking at the Catalyst Wrestling page. He had some special appearances from Trevor Murdoch, the NWA champion, Trey Miguel, and then and then here's here's some of the roster here at Catalyst. Dar sorry, Mister Darius Carter, who in my opinion is the top notch dude in the business right now. That guy, he he is he conducts himself in a professional manner. From the second he gets out of his car to the second he leaves, his, he gets back to his car later on that night. Three-piece suit. The, the guy is... College boy! He's amazing. Uh -huh. uh, then, you have, then you have Steve Gibby. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I can never say... He's trying to help his puppet blow my house down right now. He's trying to blow smoke my way. Oh, and we want all that, Kimberly. See, we got an angle going on right now. Something happened this past weekend, so it's kind of ironic uh, that you brought him up. You know now, what I mean? He, does he ever does he ever don face paint there? What's good? Does he ever do his his other character there at all, or is he just is, is that where he just goes to Steve? He's an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> and the I've crowd seen, loves that. Yeah, he he has a great look. Colby Carino, Bobby Orlando, Homicide, Josh Woods, Masha Slamovich, Ghost Shadow, Wrecking mm. Ball. Ghost. Kaya McKenna. Man, I miss Kaya McKenna. I haven't seen her in forever. Um, hold on, hold on. Pull back. Let's talk about Ghost Shadow. That's somebody I, I manage. Okay. You know what I mean? And on a, a lot of different spots and whatnot. Project Cole Wrestling was one of them. He was a Bolsa Squad member. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he needed his opportunity. He, he started a lot of trends when it came down to this wrestling with Lucha and everything like that. His footwork is amazing. He's like Michael Jackson out there mixed with Prince with his footwork. You know what I mean? So anybody get the opportunity to go out there and see Ghost Shadow on a card, you pay your top buck to go see that guy, bro. He's amazing. Go ahead. Uh, two more guys I'll pay my top dollar to see in this company. Devontae's and Matt Mikowski. Uh, Matt Mikowski should be coming back soon from injury. Uh, obviously, you guys with the rep. 
Jordan Oliver is 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 a is a mainstay there. Uh, Aaron Ash, Casey Navarro, Griffin McCoy, uh, Black G's, Lucky Alley, uh, Boom Harden. I mean, this promotion's sick. That's a roster, and they have a three sixty camera work that is astounding. It's phenomenal. They setting trends out there. You know what I mean? They're not being stagnant and trying to follow nobody else's directions, bro. Then they have the um um the android that flies around and take the camera. Oh, like a drone shot. shot. Yeah, droid shots. That's what I'm saying. Okay. This is spectacular. Scare money don't make no money. Not not cheap production, but they see yeah. their money back from it. That's so what I like you- about it. The way to watch them out. is going on the premier streaming network. Uh, I'm looking for a price here when you when you sign up for it. Uh, it doesn't really take you to a price right away. And YouTube, yeah, YouTube channel on on YouTube. But if you if you sign up for this premier streaming service, if you want to watch Catalyst Wrestling, a part of the subscription is going to be your CZW, your MLW, your Wrestle Pro, your Atlantic Pro Wrestling, BPW, which is off a of junior school, Impact Wrestling H-O-G. is on there. Yeah, major major uh, major wrestling figure podcast is on there. I mean, and the list goes on and on. There's promotion oh, th- three. Another one that's close to me, Three Legacies Wrestling. Glow is on there. Uh, one Pro Wrestling over in the UK. So, and that's just a small list of the things that you can see on the network. So, if you're into professional wrestling, independent wrestling, and just want to check out Julius on Catalyst, that is a great way to go watch it. A um, lot of good stuff on there. I'm kind of looking through the like some of the, the advertisements here now. They had a Brian Pillman benefit, a memorial show um, on there. So, there, there's a lot of cool stuff on the premiere, the premiere streaming. Yeah. 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 Man, do your thing, baby. Yeah, I'm right just, behind you. I'm just giving you sound effects <laughs> right now while you're talking. <laughs> um, question in the chat. Who is your all-time favorite wrestler? I think I, you might have answered that a little bit with JYD, but is, is there anyone that trumps him for you? Even though I, don't, I didn't like the way how he did regular honor, you already know I'm going to say Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Nature Boy Rick, we always loved this work because I was down in North Carolina and Virginia at that time. So definitely the Nature Boy and um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, and another completely random question, but if we're going to ask it, we're going to ask it. What is your favorite animal? Is that a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> that, that's why say them lock things right there. You're supposed to be scared. Say them lock the scary movie. <sighs> yeah. But um, say it again. Your favorite animal? Animal. That's a dog. A dog? Yeah. Do you have a special breed, a favorite breed, or any dog? Any dog. Any dog. I love that. You just got more bonus points in my You're a dog guy. I love that. Julius, it's about that time. We're coming up on the 45-minute mark. I, I want to thank you so much for doing this, man, and coming on the podcast and talking to me. Um, I, I Every time I'm working on a promotion and you're there, I get super excited to see you. You 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 make my day every single time. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. You are the most I, – I want you on TV weekly, but 
it, it, it is what it is, you know, but I'm glad that you, you have so much of an impact in the business and some people who you are working with that are still doing great things. And then people who you work that are on TV now. So you have left a, a huge legacy in this business. And like I said, man, you're an absolute joy to be around. Delicious leap of fame, baby. I love it. But I love money, 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 money. Don't let money change you, huh? The money dollar. <laughs> Let's go, um, baby. Where can people find you on social media? Um, just Google Julia Smokes. I'm the only Julia Smokes in the world, so that's what you do. You Google that. Everything is authentic. Follow my music. I got a video out there, Can't Stop Me, with Undo Cardi. That's amazing on Vivo. That Julius Bebo smokes, you got to get that. I'm on everywhere, yo. You know what I mean? Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. Get that, yo. I'm there, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those links are below for everything Julius Smokes, social media, as well as his YouTube channel, his website that you can buy. And Loud East. It's called Loud East Wrestling. Yep. Loud East. Oh, Loud East. It's going to be in the Bronx. You okay. know what I mean? And um, Randall's Island on the 24th. Once, I get, my car, once my, I get my car up and running, you're going to see me up in those New York shows. I'm going to come check out. Take it over to the Bronx. It's going to be on the promotion of the Bronx that's doing their thing. Everybody's eating. And we about to feast. Training animals for tomorrow, baby. Taft High School. They said I was going to be here. We was going to make it. I'm here, baby. Let's go. Control aggression. <sighs> <laughs> There's no better way to end it. Here's some music by Billy Trey. We'll see you next time. <laughs>